Yeah, you actually have to so solve two two little challenges before it uh, lets you even sign up. I thought that was fun. I'm hoping to get signed up sometime next <laughs> I was week. just going to ask, <laughs> when are you going to get there? You're listening to PHP Ugly, episode 31, recorded Thursday, October 6th, 2016. On this episode, we discuss Pyro CMS's change to Laravel, the release of Laravel 5.3.16, and coincidentally in the same day, 5.3.17, CodeWars.com adds support for PHP, and Puppet.com adds PHP 7.1 support. Let's get started. Look who's back. Hey guys, what's going on? Hello, John. John. Condon, back in the ugly pen. Not sick this week. Man, last week sucked. Oh, I didn't know. We were talking about it. Yeah. Tom. I think everyone You're got, are we got hit you up, by are you, it. Are we keeping you up, Tom? No, no, no. You I've, seem tired. I'm always tired. Three teenagers. <laughs> Don't talk about being tired to John. That's all I hear about the guy nowadays is if it's time to take a nap. It is. I wanted to stay home yesterday and just curl up on my floor and pretend to work. Like a cat. That's what I wanted. Instead, Eric drug me out and I had a co-work, which made me actually work. I I drug him into the sunlight. Were there drinks? No. No, there were not drinks. Starbucks. That would explain the dragging. (laughs) How's everybody doing? (laughs) What's the problem? Just a minor minor mental malfunction there. (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm doing well. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for asking. How are you doing? Doing okay. I got to talk uh, on the Laravel Slack. What's it? Laravel Chat. Jesus, what are they call it? Laravel Chat Live. Laravel Chat Live. Holy smokes. That's it. You're and fired. I like those guys. <laughs> I don't like you guys. I like those guys. I can't remember the title. Uh, was on Lair Chat Live early today. It was a good topic. Our topics. One of the guys they had on there was what was his name? Matt uh, Matt Evans, I think. Evan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Evan or not. You need to take better uh, notes before talking about him. Yeah. Well, he he's written a uh, he's written a bot in PHP for Slack. So I'm looking to maybe do some contributing to his little PHP Slack bot. You just want a, a T-shirt. I want a t-shirt. See, I listened to the last episode. (laughs) Figured I'd find a way to sneak that in there somehow. Then we talked about how do you handle being unhappy? How do you handle being unhappy in a position? Let me ask you guys. Have you guys ever had a job where you've been unhappy in it? And how have you handled that? I moved to California. I spent all of my time on self-improvement. I, it was a terrible job, and I, while I was working there and there was nothing to do, which was all day, every day, I just researched, researched, researched. So you you created little challenges for yourself and, and objectives for yourself. So it was, it was self-improvement in, in code, not self-improvement in attitude. Yeah. No, I, I gave myself the, uh, the tools I needed to get my next job as quickly as possible. That's good, John. You moved that that fixed your uh, unhappy employment situation. It wasn't super unhappy. It was just, you know, things kind of started falling apart just a little bit. So I 
took the opportunity. I wanted to move anyway. And Bowling balls sell themselves. What do you need a website for? <laughs> a change in scenery is always a good approach. Um, if, if you are unhappy, whether it's just, uh, you know, with a new company down the block or you know, a new life across the country. Or a new change, family in changes. a different new family in a different country. What? I'm just saying. What are know. you talking about? He doesn't know what he's talking about. Sometimes you just need a change of scenery. <laughs> <laughs> your change of scenery would be moving your family to a different country. No, no, they'd stay exactly where they are. I'd move to a different country. Speaking of family, we're recording this Friday night, and no, we're not. Thursday it is night. Thursday. Last time you, you did Friday night. Thursday night. I gotta stop drinking so much. We're recording <laughs> Thursday night. Huge ass hurricane off the East Coast, barreling down. My entire family's all along the East Coast of Florida. It's crazy listening to, to what's going on over there. Do you miss it? No. <laughs> That's what I tell people all the time. They're like, well, what about the earthquakes? I'm like, you don't see the earthquake coming. You don't watch the news and watch this earthquake approach your coastline. And No, you're just sitting there eating dinner and you start to shake. And then by the time you realize what's going on, it's over. Yeah. I had a friend who was freaking out about this earthquake warning that was going on earlier this week. And I looked into it. The earthquake warning went out because there was a 1% increase in probability of an earthquake within the next week it's like i i guess thanks for the heads up <laughs> but I, the thing with earthquakes is you know they're 15 20 seconds long and given how i spend my day there's like a 50 percent chance i'll just be asleep when it happens that's my point by the time you realize what's what's going on it's over and you might have to you know best case scenario pick up some things that fell off the shelf hopefully it's nothing too dramatic i think it's been over six years since i felt an earthquake out here yeah i mean they're so rare we're pretty far from from any good epicenters here in san diego well there's one there's one that runs right down the middle of san diego downtown yeah but he's just a big talker doesn't ever do anything (laughs) so yeah i i don't miss the the monsoons and the snowstorms and all those other terrible terrible weather conditions that you just see rolling towards you when you live in those areas see i'm gonna be moving to colorado i can't wait to get some actual weather showing up when's this happening uh tentatively february february now you're all over the map december summer Uh... february Cha 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 cha, March, January. It's hard to nail that down if you don't have a set reason to be there. Yeah, and you know our our reason to stay here is the kids finishing out school. But you know it gets expensive to stick around for another four or five six months just because of a school season. But hey, you know it's hard switching schools in the middle of a school year though for kids. Yeah. Avoid, avoid it if you can. So, so news time. What's going Let's on in the some, PHP world? Talk some news. Can we start? Can we start with Tom's terrible news segment? Damn it! You got one on there, didn't you? I did. Oh, it's right there, baby. <sighs> I was so proud of you. I'm still proud that you you put a PHP one on before you you put your little doom and gloom. Yeah. Well, okay, so you, right. you guys know Brian Krebs. I do. And Brian Krebs is a 
security guy. He deals with credit card security, application security, everything security there is, and he's one of the best in the industry. But he got hit by a uh, DDoS attack, was it two weeks ago now? And it was just absolutely massive. I mean, it completely brought him down. And this is somebody who is used to DDoS attacks, somebody that is is frequently hit by attacks from people he's called out for unethical or illegal activity. Well, it turns out that this attack on him was done by a virus that had spread through the Internet of Things, which I have spoke in the past about as being stupid. The virus is named Mirai, and basically it scans for open devices running default passwords and usernames. And so this is, you know, webcams, baby monitors, routers, any device that you just plug in and hook up and it works, and you've decided not to change the password on, has probably been infected at this point. So there, there's tons of infected devices out there. Note now. to self, look at my router. Yeah, definitely do that. <laughs> also, shortly after this occurred, the source code for this virus got released. So you're looking at really an explosive problem happening. And just because people didn't configure their stuff when they bought it. So all it's doing is denial of service? At this point, yeah, all it's doing is denial of service. But uh, this was one of the biggest denial of service attacks ever. Uh, let me see if I can get the number here. It was... Uh, the one previous to this one that Akami had experienced was 363 gigabytes per second. Uh, and this one appears to have been 665 gigabits per second. That is a lot of data. And it's just junk data. I mean, it just brings down the pipeline. And, and I believe the provider dropped Krebs contract because of the attack <laughs> uh no it looks like akami had had taken measures still i mean massive massive amounts of data um, so what was the device on his on his network that was hit uh it, it was his website that got hit but it was everyone else's devices in the world oh i see what you, i see what you're saying yeah yeah there, I mean, there was news a while back about you know, uh, Google query strings you could type in to pull up people who had unsecured webcams and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so basically someone wrote a, wrote a virus around that concept, and now everyone has it because the source code's public. Yeah, that's what happens. So yeah, that's my uh, terror moment. Be afraid. All your devices have been compromised, and they're being used to bring down your system. I love how th there's a username and password list, and I love how it's censored. Us <laughs> <laughs> username mug it. Mother, password, F-U, blank, R. Hmm. Oh, really? I missed that one. <laughs> Must have been mother, father. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it was father. Because oh. it was a U. Hmm. Maybe it was mm -hmm. German yeah. for father? I'm not sure. I, I was never good at the Wheel of Fortune. Mother Fuhrer. There you go. <laughs> so we've been talking about Pyrocy Mess and their move to Laravel, if you recall. Seem a little talked about it a couple times. Seem a little bored by this. I gotta punch it up. <laughs> I gotta punch it up a little bit. You know, I'm distracted. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm distracted. I 
had a really good conversation with a friend earlier today. What were we talking he, about? He brought up a topic that I wanted to make sure I talked about on the show. And now that we're here, I forgot to write it down. Now that we're here, I can't remember what the topic is. And I'm really kind of kicking myself about it. But it's frustrating me. I'm trying to push through it right now. And I'm not doing a very good job at it. So that's that's why I'm a little distant right now. I'm trying to... I'm hoping this is, this is going to kick in before the show's over. But Ryan Thompson, who is not my very good friend, he is basically the brain trust behind Pyro CMS now. He's not not like not your friend. You just don't you don't know him personally. I think he would like me if we got a chance to talk. I feel like he would embrace me, call me his <laughs> brother, and we'd do great things together. But as it stands right now, he doesn't know who I am. And it'll probably remain that way for some time. <laughs> Until he sees you in his bushes. Yeah, until until so he, you get caught. Basically. He's the brain trust behind Pyro CMS now. He's really the head developer of Pyro CMS and the maintainer of the new Laravel code base, Pyro version 3 and above. There's a great article published in Laravel Daily Team conversation about him. He goes into a lot of of the decision-making process around moving Pyro CMS to Laravel, moving it off Code Igniter. He talks about some of his interaction with uh, Phil Sturgeon on the topic. Uh, really good, just general conversation with the guy. How close they were actually to just letting Pyro CMS just die on the vine and going off and maybe developing another CMS system. And uh, they decided that they wanted to try to save it and uh, made the effort to migrate it to Laravel. So, good good discussion. Worth the read. Pyro CMS, I think, is could become one of the staple uh, Laravel solutions out there. Kind of like a WordPress, but better for Laravel. Um, I like to see it grow into that, and, and I'm I'm hoping that happens. I I keep loading it up. I keep playing with it. Uh, obviously, as a Laravel developer, it's very approachable. Um, there's not a lot of add-ins right now, not a lot of themes, not a lot you can do with it out of the box, which is kind of something you you kind of need out of a CMS. But it, it does look like it's going to be very extend, extendable, very easy to code to. So. So what kind of stuff have Fun you stuff. done with it so far? Nothing. I mean, I looked at actually using it for the PHP Ugly site. I looked at using it for our company blog. And I, I, I find myself in the same position. I spin it up. And as it stands right now, it's just a, basically a skinned uh, Laravel install. I mean, it's, it's a pyro CMS, but there's not any plugins for it. There's not a whole lot you can do with it without having to write the stuff yourself. I guess all that's coming here. He's talking about they're working on the marketplace for it, but I keep firing it up and I keep getting in there. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to use it because like you said, it's exactly what you expect out of a Laravel install. It's Laravel. Unlike October CMS, when I deployed that. Yeah, that was confusing. Yeah, if you hadn't told me that was Laravel, 
I wouldn't have believed you because it was very fragmented, wasn't following any of the Laravel standards, very tough to follow. But Pyro CMS is straight up uh, Laravel install. I think, I can't remember, I believe they don't use um, the blade templates. I think they use Twig, which isn't completely uncommon in Laravel world, but it, it's one of the things that breaks from your you know, standard install of Laravel. Yeah, and I could be wrong on that form. because I was look I was looking at a couple of them, so I might be wrong on that point, but I believe Pyro was the one that was using Twig and not Blade to, for templating. Yeah, and Pyro's been very active keeping up with Laravel versions as well too, which is nice. They're they're on five three actively. Yeah. Yeah, they up they upgraded uh not too long after Laravel five three was released. So that is good stuff. Speaking I'm, of I'm 5.3 releases. Looking for a lot from them. 5.3 releases. 5.3 is already released. 5.3.16 is out. It seems like just what? yesterday 5.2 was released. It wasn't. It was 5.3. I know. I hear you. But they're blowing through version numbers quickly. Yeah. They're, they're going to run, run out of numbers soon. This is a big one, though. The current version of Laravel is 5.3.17 as of earlier today. <laughs> See? Okay, but five three sixteen was an important release because that's where the the JavaScript scaffolding worked with Vue JS version two. Yeah. So that was the big thing in five three sixteen is a a lot of their, the scaffolding that comes with uh, Laravel got upgraded to Vue version two. And five three seventeen brought support for uh, model factory states. Yeah, tell me about that. You want to talk about that? Uh, that, that was a good one. We didn't put that on our show notes. You know, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about it. I believe it's just uh, sort of toggles or options for your model factory. So uh, if you have a model factory, you can define a state as being a set of different attributes. Um, so when you create your model from the factory, you can apply a state such as published or uh, unpublished or draft, and that will set multiple values for you in the model factory huh yeah i was reading about it I, I, it sounded interesting but i didn't quite wrap my head around it enough to care to add it to the show notes yeah i basically if you have uh blog entries that need to be marked as published then you would have a state of published which would set the status to two and the published date to now so you could say create a new model which is published, and it will have those values set according to that state. How do you? Uh, I got a question for you. Yes, how sir. How do you? How do you stay sharp with your coding? How do you stay on top of your of your game? I took the stuffing out of my pillow and put a PHP book inside instead, and I sleep on it every night. I listen to PHP ugly. So both of us are making no. equal progress. <laughs> <laughs> I've become fascinated with the gamification of learning coding languages. Uh, it, for me, it started with uh, the the free Git course that's out there. Uh, oh, geez. A try Git. Try.github.io. Yeah, that's just more of a tutorial on how to use yeah, Git. Yeah, so the, the reason it started here was because you got you know, awards for finishing certain steps in the process. It walked you through it uh, on the website and not through just a list of instructions to type into some 
other IDE or anything like that. You know, the whole thing is in a single package. And I've seen more and more sites come up that are gamifying this even further. And a recent one called Code Wars has added support for PHP. This was fun. So I saw you post this to the Trello board. I'm like, oh, I gotta check this out. I looked at it and I'm like, all right, I'll sign up. You can't even sign up for it without passing, <laughs> without passing a couple of tests. Nice. You weren't on Code Wars before with like JavaScript and and the other languages no. they support. No, because it's been it's mean, been around. Yeah, because it's been around for a while. If it's not PHP, it's not for me. I was surprised that they didn't have PHP support. So that's interesting yeah, that they, they added got, it. They even got like Bash on here. They've got even some of the newer things, Swift. So you're you're on it already, John? I am. I just thought it was fun. I went to sign up. I, at, at first, I thought something had gone wonky about the JavaScript on the page because I hit sign up and then pulled up like the little terminal for me to solve a problem. And I'm like, oh no, I, I'll solve the problem, but I, I want to get any points that I'm going to get for solving the problem. So sign me up. And then I realized, oh, it's not going to sign me up until I solve the problem. And yeah, you actually have to solve two two little challenges before it uh, lets you even sign up. I thought that was fun. I'm hoping to get signed up sometime. Next <laughs> I was just gonna ask, <laughs> when are you gonna get there? So there's another one I've been uh, taking a look at, which is called Code in Game. Have you guys seen this one at all? Nope, haven't seen it. This is a sort of make your own video game slash interact with a video game using code stuff. And it's, I mean, it takes gamification to the literal extent of you're making games and you're doing coding battles with I just other like the, people I just live. like the fact that you call it code stuff. <laughs> well, it's what it is. It's code stuff. So how do you once guys... you've gotten really good at coding, Thomas, how do you do your development? <laughs> I'm so with confused. Co- with code stuff. How do you keep oh, up, Eric? Man. Since you asked the, well, the question. apparently I, I'm doing a I'm doing a talk next week for San Diego PHP on Docker, so at some point I'm going to have to learn Docker. <laughs> <laughs> such a mistake! It was such a mistake. But typically I use Vagrant machines, and how do I provision my Vagrant machine, how Thomas? D- I know you may ask yourself this, John. You feel this question deep inside your soul as well. Well, I'll tell you how I provision my PHP Vagrant machines. You just use Homestead and you're done. Yeah, it's just Homestead up or something. No, no <laughs> Homestead. <laughs> no, it's uh, P-U-P-H-P. <laughs> it's Puppet. It's Puppet, Jesus. Pup, puppet, 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 puppet. I hate that about the PHP world. Elephant spelled with a PHP. You're supposed to love that about the PHP world. It's not annoying. hate it. Don't you have an elephant collection? I do. I do. And we just say elephant. We don't say elephant. Yeah, but you can't say puppet.com because it's not puppet.com. It's P U P H P S T dot com. E T. Where did the S come oh, from? Yeah. What did I say, S T? I say this bad. Whatever, uh, whatever your friend told you to talk about on the podcast is really bringing you down. <laughs> so this is a great tool for anybody out there who needs to provision virtual machines for development. Very easy click through to do different configurations, different setups. 
pick your PHP and, version, pick your web server version, all that good and stuff. And I guess now they have added support for PHP version 7.1. Too bad they don't have support for Docker. <laughs> they do have support for like AWS. I mean, like it. I think it like writes out the puppet scripts and everything to deploy to AWS. Oh yeah, no, so. they've got uh, Rackspace, Linode, Softlayer, AWS, Google, DigitalOcean. They'll yeah, they do almost all the work. But yeah, since Homestead, since Homestead, I haven't looked at this in the slightest bit. Yeah, that's great if you can keep your production environment kind of in sync with or close to what Homestead uses. We have clients that are on Apache and Nginx and different versions of PHP, which are actually important to the, you know the making sure the the version your the version you're developing against is what the client's running is important because it's a big enough difference where you can, you know, find yourself doing good things, but good things that won't run on older versions of PHP. Yeah. Well, that's why we have John here. He's our doing <clears throat> things on old versions of PHP expert. So annoying. John, I was, I was telling Thomas last week, um, I'd gone out to the Arizona PHP meetup mm-hmm. and they had a guy out there who was talking about the pains of the fact that he's on uh, PHP version 5.2. Ouch. And I just I just grinned at him. I'm like, buddy, five, but you don't know. There's no reason not to go 5.2 up. Yeah. Going from 4 to 5 was a much bigger deal than 5.2 up. That was huge. And that, I mean, you, you were still on 4 like as recently as a year ago, right? No, nah, it's been more than that. It was, Has it been more than a year? Yeah. It's been a couple of years now, but I'm stuck right now on on five six indefinitely. I'm not gonna be able to get that code base until seven. Thomas, I was asking earlier today about eloquent, right? Right. And I, I will tie these two together. I know I kinda <laughs> veered off real quick. The data object layer that they're using, the library that they've been using, was written for PHP four. And everything is so hard coded around that that trying to change to another library is very difficult. And the the library works fine in PHP 5 and it just but it's so bad. Like I'm using hacks that are within the code only because I went through the library or you know stepping through it. I was like, "Oh, they have an option to join with special names, but if I have to do like jump through all these hoops to make it work, it is that bad and really need to get, get changed to a different library such as eloquent. It's just a matter of how to do that. But see, I mean, why are you stuck? Yeah, that, that was going to be my question because every, there are hundreds of objects hard coded to using that library. So trying to switch it out to Eloquent, I tried writing a proxy object, but because of some of the naming schemes, it didn't work because Eloquent has static functions of the same name, so I couldn't easily do that. So I'm still trying to come up with a way to work around where I can not have to change too much code and have it still work. Man, I just I think about PHP 4 and all I want to do is strip the whole thing apart and rewrite it from scratch. This isn't PHP four though. Like you said, he's on well he's gotten it up sure. to five six. Yeah, it's it is five six. It's just the library itself is Written it was for four. 
it was originally written for four and then hobbled together to make it work for five and it still works. It's just, it's just not good. So I had this friend of mine, he wrote this article about legacy code and wrapping it in a warm Laravel blanket. And that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. That was in PHP Arch, wasn't it? It was, Thomas. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. That guy was a, a douche. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> this is true. I'll get there. I'll figure it out. It's just a matter of time. There's there's other fish to fry, and that's because it's such a big impact on their code base. They're really worried about making that change anyway. So I got to gotta be productive in other areas before broaching that subject again. Thomas, we're keeping you up. Oh, yeah, you know how it is. Long, long day of seeking down a single character that's uh, affecting your entire system. Was that character you? No, it was uh, Asterix. Let me guess. A G. Oh crap! You spoiled it. No, I wasn't. I was gonna go with a G. No, I, uh, I was having trouble getting uh, CSRF working on my system, uh, Fun. and spent hour and a half trying to track down why I attached the middleware and it still wouldn't execute. And it's because the, the middleware has a an exceptions array of mm-hmm. where it won't run if you enter a file in there. And somebody had added star. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make sure everything's okay. Yeah. That was... Fantastic. <laughs> well, I am at a loss. I don't. I can't think of what it is I wanted to talk to you guys about. It was deep. It was insightful. It was meaningful. Artificial intelligence. And Westworld. No, what? We're not. We're not getting into TV reviews. We didn't do it for Mr. Robot. We're not doing it for we, Westworld. We most certainly did. We did not. We never talked about Mr. Robot. <laughs> Bullshit. We have a whole episode where it was just me and you talking about Mr. Robot. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. I, I think we'd, we'd start and then we didn't want to give away any spoilers, so we stopped. We, we tiptoed carefully around certain elements. We're talking about Westworld. Anything else you guys want to talk about? No, it's, it's been a slow PHP news week. Yeah, it has. Uh, I think everyone's getting hyped up for the 7.1 release and... I mean, that should be. We've got ZenCon any, coming up, don't we? When's ZenCon? Soon. It's like this week or next week or something, isn't it? Uh, October 18th to 21st. Oh, it's next week? Yeah, and the, the PHP weeks, Arch sorry. one's coming up too. Uh, PHP the, World. PHP, yeah, yeah, PHP World, yeah. World. That's in November, typically. Anybody going out? I've, I was thinking Conference? about it. What? Which one? PHP, PHP World? World? That would be a fun one to go to. Yeah. I want to go to ZenCon. You don't, I don't use know. Zend. I don't know if I want to go to ZenCon or not. What? You don't use Zend. Actually, we might be. They're trying to, con- okay. they're trying to convince uh, one of our clients to install Zen server. Why? why yeah, Azure just showed up. I don't know. Why not Zen? Because Partially supported. Yeah. Company backed. They great. They make tools. They make frameworks. So he, he contacted them be, when we were having those seg fault issues, which happened again today out of nowhere. Hasn't happened in a long time, and all of a sudden today, just yeah, we're gonna just crash. So he contacted them, trying to get them to 
start looking into things and they're recommending running Zen server. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that doesn't make really, sense that's a at surprise. all. <laughs> How unusual. I would have thought they would have preferred a .NET server or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just they kept trying to tout all the the positives of running it and the the constant profiling of your application. I just I don't know enough about it. I haven't I've never run it. I've ran it before. It's it's nice. I mean, especially if you have what where it really shines is if you have administrators who are administering the server who aren't PHP developers, because it adds some really nice interfaces for them um, to manage the PHP server and them not having to be PHP experts themselves. They just have to understand the, the Zen server and how to change settings and things like that. It's, it's a, it's a nice tool. If, if you can afford it, there's and you're a PHP shop and you make a living off PHP, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't have a good excuse for you not to not to invest in it, but it is an investment. I mean, it does yeah, cost I mean, money. It's, it's a lot of money. Yeah, but it's. I mean, it's it's no more money than any other application server, and you and you get the same thing. You get the support, the commercial support, and all that other fun stuff. So that's a. I have a question for you. Then, what's your guys' most expensive software tool? That's a good question. Probably Slack. Slack is oh, yeah. How much? Yeah. How much are you guys paying now on Slack? Way too much. Yeah, I'm not sure. They they do the whole. They do it by active users and. So it's a and moving you, scale. And you prepay for a year in advance based on that. So it's hard to tell exactly what they're taking out, but. <laughs> that's that's a nice business scheme. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think personally, um, I think it's. Probably Storm, PHP Storm. I, I, I pay for a license for that. But that's, I mean, that's um, 50 bucks a year. That's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's not that bad after after you get that first year out of the way. DigitalOcean, we're paying a decent amount to every month. And that's yeah. just hosting. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have me curious. I want to go, I'm going to look. Yeah. As far as tools go, I think I think Storm is the only tool I pay for. Well, I mean, as as a business, we pay for... GitHub. So you're thinking services. I think Thomas is acting asking like as a developer the tools you use. Oh. Well, that is an interesting question though. Is you guys as a company have a lot of things that you have to pay for that are just project management or oh, yeah. HR stuff like that. You know, I don't. I've never really thought about it. Yeah, we we pay for a project management system. We pay pay for Slack for communication. Uh, GitHub for for repos. We even. Um, flip the bill for a lot of our developers for things like Laracast. Uh, you know, we have a team, a Laracast team account, so that we can make sure our guys stay current with with new things. Podcasting press. Oh my gosh. Podcasting. Yes, we sponsor this podcast, which is probably the biggest business mistake we've ever made. And I've seen some of the mistakes. That's impressive. <laughs> you hired me. Yeah, there's a lot of, and that, that's not even getting into. The fees you have to pay to even be a company, you know, the fees you pay for LLC, being an LLC and all this fun stuff, taxes. Insurance. Insurance. Was there anything that just surprised you guys where it ended up being an expense that you had no idea it was going to be a major expense? I don't think anything jumped out that that much. In, I think in, the insurance, insurance. was kind of sucked because we were just like, we needed it. We had clients that, you know, it was a requirement that we had it. 
and it just doesn't feel like it's something that we're going to use. But I don't know, nothing was. I think the 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 biggest thing we paid for that we were kind of second guessing ourselves on was uh, office space. Yeah, it was yeah. it was definitely necessary at the time. It was the fact that we signed a year lease and didn't need it for a year. The whole insurance thing, yeah, we. I don't know that we'll ever use it, but I definitely feel better having it now. Yeah, I, I feel better having it for sure. What does it cover? Uh, liability. So if a client comes to us and says some code rewrote cost them a gazillion dollars, you know, the the insurance will step in and, and help mitigate that. And, you know, if if we are found at fault for it. And of course, they won't pay whatever it is, but it's just an additional layer of protection. And clients like to see it, too, because it means you're not just kind of running by yourself, just half-cocked and doing whatever you want. There's You're paying somebody to kind of have your back. Does the insurance company put any restrictions on you? Like, do they watch over what you're doing at all? No, it's just no. it's general liability insurance. It's... They ask basically roughly your annual sales and all that, but there's no oversight. It's not like they're coming in doing code reviews, wondering if we're writing secure code or not, because it's it's not necessarily just about code. It's any company can have the liability insurance. I ha- And I have dealt with that, where we had a company come in and go through our trash, make sure stuff was shredded when it was supposed to be shredded, and that's that can be a real pain in the ass. Well, that, that sounds more like compliance. Yeah, that was uh, if, if credit card compliance thing. Right, right. So that's yeah, that's a whole another level. Okay, well, I guess we will take this opportunity to wrap this show up a little early today. Little, Actually, uh, not early. On, Hopefully, we're right at about time. thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For our first, our first on time episode. Yeah, and it works uh, out well the, in case my kid wakes up. I can go uh, help out there. And at the moment we all say goodbye, I'm going to remember exactly what it was I wanted to talk about. And we're not and firing back up. Wow. We're going to fire back up no, and do that. Me and Eric will just record another show without you. <laughs> <laughs> keep this keep this one on the books for later. All right. So you've been listening to episode 31 of PHP Ugly. We are the Ugly Guys. I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm Tom Rideout. And I'm John Conkton. Pretty boy, John Conkton. What? Use a password manager. Use a password manager. Baker's dozen. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly. And a special thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you are looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then you want to reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Links and show notes from this episode of PHP Ugly can be found at www.phpugly.com. You can follow our hosts on Twitter. You can also follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at PHP Ugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Play Podcast, or SoundCloud. If you like what you hear, then please leave us a rating on iTunes. Until next week, keep it ugly.